Welcome to The War from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Well, folks, for today we have another episode of Mayor of the Town. This one comes from September 20th of 1942, and the title is Amy Lou Goes to War. Well, so my little baby likes his bath, hmm? <laughs> That's because Mommy's using Swan, the new white floating soap, and Swan's pure as an angel. Mommy and Daddy use it for their bath, too. Yes, sirree. We think Swan's a baby gentle suds and whiz. Good evening. The makers of Rinso are proud to present the mayor of the town, starring Lionel Barrymore. <laughs> Friends, this is old, honest Harlow Wilcox speaking. Now, I'll admit that dishwashing is nobody's favorite pastime, and I'll go further. I'll admit that even our new anti-sneeze Rinso won't stack your dishes, scrape them, or put them away. But here's what Rinso suds will do. They'll make the job a whale of a lot quicker and easier. And those Rinso suds will be gentle as a breeze to your hands, and considerate of your pocketbook, too. For it costs less than a cent a day to wash dishes with Rinso. How about getting a giant-sized package tomorrow? That giant size holds over four pounds of Rinso. It's a real wartime economy. And now, the mayor of the town, starring Lionel Barrymore. Mayor, oh, Mayor, wake up a minute. Good morning, Essie. How are you? Land alive, I'm glad I caught you. Wait a moment till I catch my breath, will you? Say, it's a pretty hot morning for you to be exerting yourself so, isn't it, Essie? Perhaps. But I'm not one to shirk my duty when I see it. Mayor, I think, that is, a good many of the people in the neighborhood feel, that it's your Christian duty to speak to Amy Lou Peters. Well, since when is this neighborhood deciding what's my Christian duty? That's between my pastor and me. That girl is a disgrace to the entire town. <laughs> What's Amy Lou been up to now? She gave a party last night, that's what. Gave a party, with her pa not yet cold in his grave. That girl needs curbing. Well, why don't you curb her, Essie? Mayor, I'm not one to meddle in what's not my business. Besides, she practically threw me out of her house. <laughs> All right, Essie, I'll speak to her. What are you laughing at? Oh, just women, I guess. <laughs> Good morning, Essie. Now, if you'll take my advice... Good you... morning, Essie. See you later. <laughs> Amy Lou, you, you mind if I sit down a minute? Help yourself. I hear you had a big party last night. Yes, I did. Anything wrong with that? Oh, well, I guess not. <laughs> Seems kind of strange to some of the folks, though. Pa wanted me to have a party. He left me $50 in cash just for that. Amy Lou, he said you had the best doggone party that ever was in this town. I don't want you sitting around moping. So I did. I gave the old hen something to talk about anyhow. <laughs> How's Jim? I wouldn't know. 
We just don't move in the same circles. Uh oh. Another fight? Did you invite him to your party? I had to be polite, didn't I? <laughs> I was very relieved that he couldn't come. Ah, oh, the fighting Irish. They fall in love with someone they detest every time. <laughs> Did you know he leaves for camp next week? No. <laughs> I'm surprised he has the nerve. You know, Amy Lou, you could be polite to Jim once in a while. Listen there. I am what I am. And anybody that doesn't like it can keep out of my way. I won't be around here much longer anyhow. I'm going overseas with the nurses' unit. Overseas? Sure. There's a war on. I'm a trained nurse and they can use me. I had to report in the morning. Well, then you must come up to the house for dinner tonight. I'll tell Marilly to fix up something special. No, I don't know. I, I got a pack. See you at seven. Now, don't be late. This is what I call real cozy. <laughs> Have some more chicken, Mrs. Reynolds? No, thank you, Mayor. <laughs> you may be called upon to perform a wedding soon. Oh? Yes, Jim and Cynthia Drew have been seeing a lot of one another. Mother, please. Oh, I forgot. Of course, you and Amy did used to see something of one another, didn't you? But you were both children then. I'm sure Amy Lou has lots of beaux now. Yes, yes, Amy Lou's about the most popular girl in town. Well, Cynthia's very popular, too. <laughs> Cynthia, Cynthia, Cynthia. Who cares whether Jim marries 20 Cynthias? Well, really, my dear. Um, I, I think we all grant Cynthia's a very pretty and popular girl. Uh, how are your rose bushes this year, Mrs. Reynolds? Mm, stuffed shirts. <laughs> Why are you sitting out here alone in the dark, Amy Lou? Oh, no particular reason. I'm sorry I exploded, Mayor. <laughs> I was getting ready to explode myself. I never did like Cynthia Drew. She squalled more than any baby I ever saw. <laughs> well, look, it's a full moon. I wonder where I'll be the next time the moon is full. I'll think of you. I'll look up at the moon and say, how's the mayor tonight? Ah, uh, I have something I want to give you. It's a St. Christopher medal for safety. I'm only lending it to you, really. My wife gave it to me back in 1917. I wouldn't take anything in the world for it. Oh, I can't take it. You're to take it and bring it back to me. You hear now? Okay. Let. You know, Mayor, sometimes I get a little bit frightened thinking about going. You see the newsreels, and those bombs come down pretty hard. Amy, when I went to war, I was so scared I couldn't keep any food in my stomach for a week. You know what it is? It, 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 the things you haven't done yet, and of all the familiar things being suddenly blotted out. Well, it is. It is terrorizing. And what do you do when you feel like that? Oh, you pray a little bit. Or maybe you sing. And you say to yourself, I'm part of the bloodstream of America. I'm walking in step with Andy Jackson and George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. And this darkness all about me is something they've already claimed. This earth for which I fight has been consecrated with the blood of my forefathers. It's my heritage and my honor. And as I walk, I follow in sacred footsteps. You know, when you say things like that, it's like being in church to hear you. Oh, hello, Jim. Hello. Sit down. Thank you, Mayor. You know, I don't think I'm a coward, and yet I've had a sick feeling inside for days. 
I never thought much about it before, but I love this town. I know how you feel. You look up at the trees and you think, a few years ago I climbed them and now maybe I'll never see them again. And you want to put your hand out to people that you've, well, you've never thought particularly about and say, wait a minute, we must get better acquainted. Why should you feel that way? I report tomorrow. I'm going overseas with the nurses, you know. Oh, no, you're not. You're not doing any such thing. Oh, is that so? And who are you to tell me what I am or am not going to do? Someone with a little more sense than you have. Oh, indeed. Well, let me tell you something. <coughs> well, now, it seems to me we better find your mother, Jim. It's about time you grew up, Amy Lou. This isn't a game, you know. You're going. It's no worse for you than for me. It's my place to go. You've always been the town tomboy, Amy Lou. You'd climb the highest trees and run the farthest and brag the best of any boy in town. But you're grown up now, and you might as well face it. Well, what do you want me to do, sit in my parlor and saw a fine seam? I'd like to think of you doing something like that, yes. I'd like to think of you at home, here with the mayor, working in the town. Somehow a part of the thing I'm fighting for. Oh, Jim, I'd like to, but I just can't. I've got a job to do, and I've got to do it. And my mother is right. You'll always be the tomboy, always the show-off. You don't know how to be anything else. Oh, so I'm just a show-off, am I? Well, let me tell you something, Mr. Wise Guy. I'm a nurse, and I'm a darn good one. It's just as much my word as anyone else's. The trouble with you is that you don't know decent, honest emotions when you see them. You're just an old stuff shirt. Hey, 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 now, cool down, Amy Lou. Well, I'm going home. Jim? Why don't you marry that girl? Marry Amy Lou? You couldn't give her to me. Do you want to marry Cynthia Drew and have a steady diet of pale, wet milk? <laughs> well, Mayor, why can't Amy Lou stay at home like other girls? Well, I think she feels that she's alone now, Jim. And if she's killed, who's to care? She, she doesn't know how very much she would care. Well, I don't know. If she does love me, she certainly has a funny way of showing it. Why don't you go and talk to her now? This is the last chance you'll have for a long while. Well, well, I, I don't suppose it would hurt to talk to her. No. And, and Jim, for heaven's sake, when you open your mouth, don't put your foot in it. I didn't know if you'd still be up, but I thought I'd come by and see. Oh, Amy Lou. Oh, I was just sitting here, thinking. Sit down. You going to marry Jim? How did you know he asked me? <laughs> it's written all over your face. Well, there was a time that if Jim had asked me to marry him, I'd... Well, I'd just curled up my toes and died, I guess. But now... Over here... Here, here, now, 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 now. That isn't like you, Amy Lou. Why does everything have to happen when it's too late? All my life I've been waiting for this day. Oh, Mayor, I want to stay so badly now. I want to marry him and go wherever he goes for as long as I can. I could do that now. It isn't too late. I could still do that. Yeah, sure, you could still do that. I'd like the ring on my finger and his name in my heart. Oh, Mayor, I'm going to stay. I've got to stay. Maybe I'm being soft. Maybe it's weak. But I can't give him up. Amy, listen to me. 
Now, now, stop crying. Now, listen to me. Jim leaves next week. In a month, he may be on the Solomon Islands or Hawaii or Australia. It'll be for you to read the papers and wonder night after night, day after day, where he is. It'll be for you to watch the newsreels, listen to the radios, until you feel the hot breath of the cannon. Until you wake at night screaming, seeing him fall. And what can you tell your heart? What can you say when you look down at your hands and know there's healing in them? That those hands have it in their power to save a thousand gins. Oh, I can tell you to stay. Sure, sure, I, I can say, yes, other girls are staying at home while their husbands fight. But they don't have your gift of healing. Could you sleep reading the list of the dead and wondering how many of them might have been saved if there had been more nurses? Can you bear to think of Jim being wounded and no one to nurse him? I knew. I knew it all the time. I knew the answer while I was fighting it. But for a moment, all my dreams were suddenly before me. You must go and have faith that this will all turn out as we pray it will. And, and that you two can be together again. Well, look, it's almost morning. Yeah, yes, it is. I'm not very good at saying things myself, but I've always looked up to you. I've always thought if I were a man, I'd like to be like the mayor. And there's something of, like a rock about you. Something to hold on to. Well, I've got to run. I haven't packed anything yet. You bring that medal back to me now. Oh, sure thing. Well, tell the old town I'm off to the wars. I'll send them a scalp to hang in the city hall. Be a good girl now, and don't take any foolish chances. I'll send you a card from Tokyo. And say, talk about that spirit of 76. Just wait until they record the spirit of 42. <laughs> Before we return to the mayor of the town, may I have a word? You know, Springdale's got a big defense plant. And when the five o'clock whistle blows, hundreds and hundreds of workers pour out the doors, making way for the new shift. And among those workers are women. Yes, women helping to make the vital tools to win the war. I'd like you to meet one of those women, Mary Dwyer. Hiya, Mary. Hiya, Harlow. I was just telling the folks about your changing over from being a housewife to working in a defense plant. Oh, are you kidding? What do you mean, changed? I still have to run my house, you know. Yeah, I know that. I thought maybe you'd tell us how you manage both jobs. Oh, I get it. You're leading up to Rinso. <laughs> Subtle, aren't I? Well, I don't mind. I'm plenty grateful to Rinso. It's that lot of energy I'd have if I had to scrub and boil clothes. Yes, sir. It's quite a lot different just letting them soak clean in Rinso's rich suds. Then giving the real grimy places a few quick finger rubs. Sure, Harlow. I'm for your Rinso. Nowadays, we girls have to get our housework down to a system. And Rinso's sure part of my system. A mighty important part. Thanks a lot, Mary. Oh, that's okay, Harlow. Well, I'll leave you here. Have to stop at the grocer for some Rinso. You reminded me. <laughs> so long, Mary. I'll bet you've given lots of girls a good idea. And now, back to the mayor of the town starring Lionel Barrymore.
People of Springdale, I beg you, put every cent you can into war bonds. Evening paper, read all about it, but time still stands. Our boys need your help. If you can carry a gun, carry one. If you're a trained nurse, if you're a radio man or a doctor, we need you desperately. This is a people's war. Are you doing your part? In Bataan, they're dying in your name. It's your sacred trust that they don't die in vain. Doctor, how is she? She's rallying. She's a strong little thing. Not many people with a wound like that could have stood that trip back. She's some kid. They say she went right out in the line of fire to help some of the men. Yes, yeah, sure. She's a great youngster. May I go in now? Yes, but only stay a few moments. All right, Doc. All right. Hello, Amy Lou. Hi, Mayor. How's tricks? Oh, pretty good. I brought your medal back. I knew you would. How do you feel? Oh, sharp as a gun sight. I'll be out of here in another week. You've got everyone in town talking about you again. Leave it to Amy Lou, they're saying. You're kind of a hero. Yeah, quite a hero. I'll probably be court-martialed. They're saying that too, aren't they? Well, I wouldn't worry too much about it. I did disobey orders. There's no getting around it. But I got so doggone mad. There were kids in those foxholes that needed treating, and, and they wouldn't send a girl out in the line of fire. Oh, I asked to go, and they said no, so I went anyhow. I couldn't stand watching. I, I had to go. In all my life, I've known no single act of greater courage on any woman's part. <laughs> oh, gee, this is the second time you've made me cry. Well, it wouldn't hurt you to cry a little more often. It isn't good to keep things all shut up inside you all the time. You try not to be a woman out there. You try to think and act like a man, but you can't do it. One has hair like a boy you knew, and someone else has a voice like a voice you've loved. And each one of them is somehow part of you. And you watch them morning after morning and wonder which one will be that day. Oh, now, don't talk about it, Amy Lou. Try not to think about it. I want to think about it. I've learned courage, and, and I've learned hate. And I want to hold on to both of them. I know how it feels now when the land splinters around you. I know how the boys look growing older hour by hour, watching their comrades die and wondering when that one blackening bullet will come. Now, you have to forget them, Amy Lou. You, you have to think of the living and not look back at the dead. Forget them? Forget them. Forget how they laughed and kidded each other, how they'd sit around at night and sing. Forget how they'd bend over those gallant letters home. And how they'd always say, when I get back, and never if. Forget how they die. Their hands reluctantly releasing the hot guns. No. No, I want to remember. I'm proud to remember. And here we are at home, going to movies and sitting in soda fountains and dancing, completely unconscious that on some outpost a boy's taking his last look at the stars. We think we're doing so much, but it's really so little. And I, I can't find the right words somehow. Well, you can't put it into words. No, no, you can't. You have to see it. Mm. When I went out in that field, I, I think I went crazy for a moment. 
I wanted vengeance for every boy out there. And when I was hit, I, I gloried in the pain. It was like a baptismal. And at the same time, all the Irish in me was fighting mad, and I, I passed out cussing them like a longshoreman. Well, here, I, I mustn't stay too long. A doc will have my head. You, you're coming home with me as soon as he says you're able. I'd like that. Hello, darling. Jim. Oh, Jim. They gave me a furlough to come and see you. How are you, darling? Oh, I feel beautiful now. Gee, you look swell in your uniform. <laughs> hello, Mayor. Hello, hello. Uh, Mother, come on in. Don't stand in the door like that. Well, now, Jim, we can't stay. You know what the doctor said. How do you feel, Amy Lou? Fine, thank you. Good afternoon, Mayor. Good afternoon. You know what we're going to do, young lady? Just as soon as the doctor says you're well enough, we're getting married. And you're staying right here in Springdale. I don't trust you anymore. Let's all walk down together. Uh, goodbye, Amy Lou. I'll drop by tonight after dinner. Maybe they'll let me bring you some ice cream. Chocolate? Chocolate is. I'll be by later, too, darling. Goodbye. 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 Jim, you can't seriously mean to marry that girl. I'm going to marry her if she'll have me. And you might as well make up your mind to it, Mother. I won't have it. Just what right do you have to interfere, Mrs. Reynolds? I have every right to look out for my son's happiness. That girl is a spoiled little show-off. She's always been the wildest girl in town. Well, the best horses I ever saw took a firm hand on the bridle. I wouldn't give a cent for a horse or a girl without any spunk. And this last episode, defying all authority, running out on the battlefield like that. It's a wonder she wasn't killed. She tended 11 men before she was hit. I say five of them would have died if it hadn't been for her. I'm not denying the girl's bravery, but you can admire someone without wanting them in your family. Uh, Mrs. Reynolds. <laughs> it seems to me it's high time someone pointed out to you what country you're living in. This is America, Mrs. Reynolds. It's founded on one democratic principle that all men are created equal. Well, you think Amy Lou is brash and forward... Well, perhaps she is, but the, the same spirit that's in her was the spirit that took covered wagons across a wilderness, wrested a living from the earth and rocks, and built cities. The men who did those things weren't drawing room men, my dear Mrs. Reynolds. They were simple, two-fisted, strong-talking men that believed in action. They put a flag in the wind on the east coast and took it north and south and west until it spanned two oceans. Really, Mayor, I don't need a history lesson. The heck you don't. <laughs> that girl may have to face court-martial when she gets out of the hospital. We'll see who's so eager to marry her then. Mrs. Reynolds, I shall be grateful to you if you no longer address any remarks to me now or in the future. I just don't like you. <laughs> Come, Jim. Sorry, Mother. I have to see a man about some chocolate ice cream. Here, darling, let me tuck the robe around you. Maybe it's too chilly for you out here on the porch. Oh, no, I, I want to sit here. I was uh, down looking at those new houses on Maple Street. There's one I want to show you. And Amy Lou... I want you to promise that you're going to stay here and marry me. Oh, Jim, it's unlucky to make promises. This place on Maple Street, it has a big yard and a huge fireplace. And the kitchen is yellow. You always liked yellow. Amy Lou. A yellow kitchen and a big yard and a fireplace to sit beside on winter evenings. Oh, sounds like something out of a fairy tale. But this isn't a year for fairy tales, Jim. Here now, what's going on out here? 
I want Amy Lou to come and tie my tie. We've got to get down to the town meeting and make my speech. Well, look, Mayor, will you play John Alden and tell Amy Lou she's got to marry me? All right, Jim, all right, all right. You run along now. Meet us down to the auditorium. Okay. I'll see you both later, then. So long. Bye, Jim. I wish I had a mother now. I wish I could sit on the floor with my head in her lap and bow my head out. Every time I think of Jim, I want to cry. Then you're not going to marry him? There's a ruling in the service that nurses can't be married. Oh. You're very young. I wish you weren't so young. I'm 3,000 years old inside. Oh, Mayor, I've fought now. I've earned the right to stay home. If I go... There's a house on Maple Street that I'll never see. I want that house. I want its arms about me. You see, this time I won't come back. I know it in my heart. What a strange world it is. What a heartbreaking one. Tell me to stay. Say it's right for me to stay. That's all I need. You'll only say it's right for me to stay. Oh, I don't know what to say to you. Because what I want to say and what I must say are bitter things within me. On one side, I see a young lady crying on my porch, and I... I, To that young lady, I want to say, take your happiness. Love doesn't come often, and you've waited a long time for this. But on the other side, I see a nurse from Batan. A nurse that has seen the wounds and the heroism of her countrymen. And to that nurse, I must say, you can't live here with the memories that would haunt you now. The path you chose, you must follow to its end. You know it's hard. You know how hard it is. Oh, of course I know how hard it is. Now, come on, powder your nose and and let's go and make my speech. That's about all I have to say today, except for one last thing. There's a young lady beside me on the stage of whom we all have occasion to be most proud. Her actions are already known to you. It's not for me to repeat them, nor is it for me to add to them with words. Such deeds are beyond all words. And hers is one of those. However, I have a letter here for her to keep the rest of her life from the President of the United States. And it's my pleasure to present to her, here, on behalf of the Congress of the United States, the Royal Blue Emblem for conspicuous bravery under fire. Goodbye. Goodbye, Amy Lou. Keep that medal shined up. Goodbye, and thanks for everything. So long, Mr. Stuffshirt. Darling, Don't I... say goodbye, Jim. I can't bear to hear you say goodbye. Let's save it until there's something warmer to, to say. Okay, Miss Tomboy. I'll be thinking of you. Get down, now, now. That's enough of this. Oh, oh, Well, so long. You're positively two of the most handsome men I know. Keep the old town spinning. 
Any further instructions, Mr. Mayor? No, no, except to show you bring back my St. Christopher. And don't go sticking that blonde head into any cannons. Godspeed. God bring you safely home. God bring them all safely home. Of course, you've heard the cheery whistle of the Bob White. And everybody loves the dazzling brightness of a wash that's... Rinso white, rinso white. No wonder the birds sing about that famous Rinso white. After all, Rinso's the only soap that's recommended by the makers of 33 leading washers. For instance, the makers of the famous Speed Queen washers. They recommend Rinso now as always, and with reason. For the washer industry is giving full time to the war effort, so there'll be no new Speed Queens made for the duration. That's why it's up to you to take the best possible care of your precious Speed Queen washer by having it checked regularly, and by using Rinso regularly. For Rinso's short run is easy on your washer as well as your clothes. Be sure to get a box of the new anti-sneeze Rinso tomorrow. Be sure to listen tomorrow night when the Lux Radio Theater will present an adaptation of the latest Academy Award picture, How Green Was My Valley. You will hear Walter Pidgeon, Maureen O'Hara, Donald Crisp, and other members of the original cast. And as always, this program will be directed by Cecil B. DeMille. Consult your local paper for time and station. Our script was written by Miss Jean Holloway. Harlow Wilcox speaking. Good night. Mr. Lionel Barrymore appears through the courtesy of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer. This program came to you from Hollywood. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Welcome back. One thing I really appreciated about Mayor of the Town is that it never makes light of the human cost. And it is unabashedly patriotic and for doing the right thing. But it takes space to acknowledge that that's not always easy. Um, I, I think that uh, the mayor is just a fantastic character because he's not talking about this impersonally. He's talking to people he knows and he cares about. And uh, really just very, very powerful. And uh, a challenge, I think, for uh, that many were going through for the first time with so many women uh, going off to become nurses or involved in other uh, war work, it definitely represented a big shock that uh, many struggled with. And I think they did just a wonderful job in this show. That will do it for today. If you uh, have a comment, email me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. I welcome your story or that of loved ones who served during World War II. Ken Curlin provides our opening theme music, KenCurlin.com. I am your host, Adam Graham. This uh, series is provided as a service of the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio, GreatDetectives.net.